This is the first Sunday of the year of lights. And it happened to be Thanksgiving Sunday. Every first Sunday of the year we gather to thank God. We understand very well that if not for the condition that the whole world is under now, the COVID season, the auditorium will have been jammed. Those of you who are watching at home, we welcome you. And those of you who are connected across the globe, you are very welcome. I'll be talking to you today on living a victorious life. That is the topic, living a victorious life. When you are born again, you are not supposed to live a defeated life. But when I say victorious life, I don't mean in the terminology of human beings. A victorious life is a life that is lived in Christ. And if you look at on the watch night service, the Lord began to speak to me to instruct you from the book of Ephesians. And I will go through that with you very, very briefly, complete it. And then I would move into telling you about what month are we, this month of January, as people, in the, you know, agenda of God for the whole year, and the scriptures God gave us for this month of January. And we will will also look at the scriptures God gave us for this year. So get ready to write down. You know that at the end or within the middle of the year, it's most possible that I will ask you what is the first message I preached. And you have always, you have always really beaten me to it because when we did the review of last year in December, that was when I knew that you guys are very loaded. I'm very proud to be your pastor. Amen. Because the Bible says, blessed are those who take to, the, to heart what is written in the book. Living a victorious life. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. I would say that you can write it down. Number one thing to do to live a victorious life is to be strong. That is number one. You need to be strong this year. When God says, be strong, does it mean that you are weak? No, not at all. But in the area of strength, there are various levels and heights a man can attain. When we look at this scripture, it tells us to be strong, not just be strong. It's not talking about being muscular. It says, be strong in the Lord. That's the first thing. Your strength must be in the lord that is you must be strong in god himself and then he says you must be strong in the power of his might this scripture differentiates between god and his power so which means if, if the scripture tells us that you need to be strong in the lord certainly it doesn't it's not it's not it's not in any way saying that the power and the Lord is one entity now here. What he's saying is that you must be strong in God himself. And you will agree with me that the power of a man is the function of the man. And so he's saying to us that we must be strong in the Father himself. And then we must be strong in his function, the manifestation, which is power. I believe very much that a person cannot fully describe himself as a Christian 
If he's not able to be strong in God himself, and he's not strong in the power of God. A Christian who does not have a focus on the power of God is aimless Christian. Because Jesus Christ came to the world not only to die for our sins, but to live a life that we should follow and to operate like he operated. And that's why he said to us in John chapter 14 verse 12, he says that if you have faith in me, you will do the things I have been doing and greater works shall you do. Of course, I know that there are some lazy bombs in the church of God among uh, the church that define the, the, the greater works as anything they think. But as far as the Bible is concerned, the greater work is not subjective to anybody's interpretation. It is the miraculous power and manifestation that Jesus displayed. He healed the, the, the sick, he raised the dead, he cleansed the leper. Those are the works he did. He preached the gospel, but he never preached the gospel without manifestation. And that's the reason why in the book of John, chapter 5, when he healed the man by the pool of Bethesda, and in verse 19, when they questioned his authority, he said, I do what I see my father do. And the word do means work. Therefore, if Jesus says, I do what I see my father do, and he attributed all his manifestation to the work of my father, therefore, John chapter 14 verse 12 is very accurate. The work mentioned there is the manifestation of the power of God. And so, you can understand clearer now, of course, too, if you reference to what we were teaching yesterday, that it is your right to know mystery. If you are born again, you should know mystery. If you are born again, you have the right to know hidden things. It is not a privilege. And we looked yesterday at the things that God expects you to do so that you can enter therein. Because the Holy Spirit is the, is the Spirit of the Father who knows the heart of the Father and He lives in you and I. Therefore, God is saying to you here now, you know, a good number of us have become so strong in, in uh, you know, some earthly things which are good, I'll tell you one of these. In, in our career, we have gone too deep in our career. We are so strong in the intellect, in the knowledge of our career. And we are increasing in that knowledge every day. We are seeking it every day so that we can be relevant in our time and at all times. At the same time, too, you know, we are sought to be strong in our body, in our physical strength. Now, if you look at it in parallel to what God is saying, you can be strong in God. And that's talking about relationship, I think. That is talking about reading about Him. That's talking about inquiring about Him. That's talking about knowing Him. That's talking about going deeper into the knowledge, the true knowledge of God, not what somebody said, somebody said. So this year is for you. Because it is the year the light will shine and darkness cannot comprehend it. So therefore... We must understand, you cannot seek the power in the exclusion of the Lord himself. You must first be engrafted in the boomerus of the Lord. Your knowledge of him must be accurate, not what some people say. So that your judgments when you dispense the knowledge will be absolutely of God. It will be righteous judgment. So we must commit ourselves to be strong in the Lord. You can't tell stories of Jesus Christ inaccurately. You must know all what Jesus said, so that when you said it is written, you are saying exactly what is written, not supposedly. We must be strong 
in him. And then we must be strong in the power. If it's strong in the power, it's just in the Holy Spirit. We'll talk more about that. If you look at the book of 2 Timothy chapter 2, 1, it talks also about something in God which is attributed to the power. He says, be strong in the grace of God. Be strong in the grace of God. I've said to you that be strong in the Lord, be strong in this power, but in this power you see the manifestation, the grace. It says, you then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. That you must understand and identify the grace that the Lord has apportioned you. According to the book of Ephesians chapter 4, as you all know it from verse 7 to verse 12. You must know your grace and you must be strong in your grace. Then the, the third one is that you'll be strong in the word of God. And that is what I was explaining to you on to be strong in the Lord means to be strong in his word. To be strong in the power means to be strong in the manifestation of God, which is the Holy Spirit. And then what will this give you? Joshua chapter 1 verse 7 says, Be strong and very courageous. This is the Lord speaking to Joshua. Because be careful to obey all the, the law my servant Moses gave you. This is God instructing Joshua in the season when the power changed hand to Joshua and Joshua had to fulfill the mandate of heaven, which is this season that we are, that the power has changed hand from the world into the hands of the saints of God so that we can fulfill the mandates that God has given us on earth. It's different from other years. You will see what will happen within now and the next seven years. The Lord told us he'll be rising of the saints of God in every sphere of life. That's what you're going to be seeing. But God said to Joshua, therefore, be strong and very courageous. Be bold. Be careful to obey all the law, that is the word of God, my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful. So our success this year, you must understand, it is based on our true knowledge of God and the true knowledge of His mighty power. That is what gives you the strength and the boldness, the courage, and be fearless when it comes to, you know, situations. And this will grant you success wherever you go. It does not matter. Your geographical location does not determine your success. If you can be strong in the Lord... And in the power of his might. And he says, do not let this book of the Lord depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will, make, you will be prosperous and successful. So I will say this to you, that for us in this house, God has given us a template that works. Isn't it? I taught you to pray every hour of prayer. We gathered together for the past 283 days today to pray for nations, for our country, for global world, to the will of God, to pray the will of God in manifestation. And we have met daily. That has prepared you for a discipline that you need this year. A number of us, apart from that 7 p.m. that we gather to pray, we observe the hours of prayer 9, 3, 12. I was sharing one day with a, a believer about the hours of prayer. He said, yes, that, that is Old Testament. And I looked at him and I laughed. I laughed. Oh, he said in the New Testament, we don't have to be regulatory. 
And I laughed. Because I don't think you understand what regulation means. And I'm sure that's the, that's the right thing. Because regulation is the simplification of the codified laws. That's what is called regulation. The, the Brexit now, they wrote bundles of laws, isn't it? About 500 pages or even more. About Brexit. Who understands it among us? Except those who are in law. Now, for Brexit law to function, regulations had to be made. Decoding decoded laws so that a layman can understand that this mystery, which is only understandable by lawyers, how it applies to you in finance, in bank, banks, or government offices, or, you know, you know, all, all those, those, those areas they are talking about there we are we are brexited what is how it applies to financial services how it applies to your trade you know if you're an exporter you're an importer what applies to your citizenship you are going into europe now what are the regulations so regulations therefore is decoding the codified laws and so when somebody says that christians new testament christians don't live by regulation he does not understand what regulation means we are regulated by the Holy Spirit. Finally, therefore, be strong in the Lord and His power. What is that? Regulations. Put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand. What is that? Regulation. Do not be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewal of your heart. What does that mean? It's regulation. Jesus prayed every hour of prayer. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 2, it was 9 a.m., the third hour of prayer, when they were, were finished praying, the Holy Ghost came down. The Bible tells us in the book of Acts chapter 10, it was 3 p.m. when Cornelius was praying, hour of prayer, which is the ninth hour of prayer, and then he saw an angel brought the light. If you read that same chapter to, to verse 12 down, it says that the following day, at 12 noon, sixth hour of prayer, that Peter went up to the upper room to pray. And so if these guys prayed at the hours of prayer, who is a Christian who tells me that it's a regulation? He doesn't understand the, the word of God. He doesn't understand. But I thank God for those of you who listen to me. Unto you the secret of the kingdom has been revealed. And you know it. As you practiced it throughout the years, in the ages, you have seen how your Christian life has improved. You have seen how sharper you can see to the realm of the Spirit. You can see how much your life had been patternized like the written word. You read things in the Bible, you are not encountering it. You are experiencing it because you are following that rule that is written. Those who went before us, Jesus prayed one day from 9 p.m. into about 3 a.m. The Bible says from the second watch to the third, from the first watch to the third watch. And when he came to the, to the sea, if, uh, the Galilee, he discovered that the, the disciples have gone three miles. But praying in that night, he has acquired enough power. He just went to the water and started walking on the surface of the water. Because this man prayed. He prayed. And the Bible says in the book of Mark and Luke that he often withdrew to lonely places <clears throat> to pray. So we understand that these are practical. 
And if you look at also Jesus Christ, anything you tell him is the word of God. Anything you say, he will, he will answer with the word of God. So therefore, what God is saying here to Joshua is what God is saying to you and I, as be strong in the Lord and be courageous is in the power of his might. And the element that helps you to do it is the word. The more of the Bible you know, the more of your identity on earth you discover. The less of the Bible you know, the less you cannot understand who you really are. What is living in this body? The body that works as I'm preaching now and something can happen to my body and then you see the body fall to the ground like a, like a cloth, a garment. I'm gone. The one who has been speaking had departed from the body. What you see is, is corpse. You call it. his dead body. The body can only be alive when I whom speaking in this body, I'm alive. But however, because I who speak in this body is enshrined by the garment of this sinful nature, which we inherited from our parents, from Adam, born as sinners. Someone says that, what do you mean? Check this principle of genetic engineering, you will understand me better. And so therefore, for you to discover who you really are, you must first discover God and the word, and through the word. So you cannot joke with the word. I gave you two chapters, four chapters of the Bible to read daily. And I thank God when I heard those leading you this morning, especially when Pastor David was closing him. The very scripture of this morning, that is what he took his prayer from, her prayer from. And all the time we pray and you are told to pray during this period, you have been trained to look at the Bible and get prayer from the Bible. So that in this house, everyone who studied the Bible daily, you know, you study to understand it so that you can have prayer understanding from what you're reading. Because you don't know that night you may be called. See, those of you who have been called to pray, they don't tell them before, Pastor Ty will just, you know, you know, text you that you are leading prayer tonight and that's it. You are leading prayer tonight and that's it. It is not that we program you so that you know where you are leading prayer sometimes. No. That has caused every member of this church to be on our toes, reading the word of God with more interest, learning the word of God, really, not just reading it. We are studying the word of God because you want to understand it so that you can understand God and you can understand yourself better. And this is what he says when he says, be strong in the Lord. It is through the word of the Lord you can be strong in the Lord. But when you are strong in the Lord, you will discover the grace of God and you will manifest the power of the Most High. Number two. I've been talking about being strong in the Lord. Number two. Put on the full armor this year. Put on the full armor. It's a good thing to be strong in the Lord. It's another thing to apply it. <laughs> Put on the full armor. What does it mean by putting on the full armor? In verse, six, verse 11 of chapter 6. It says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Now you see that, you remember that God, when God showed me this year and the subsequent years for the next three years and then to 2027, 227. <laughs> Sometimes I, I, miss, I, I miss call 227 as 2017. But I think I have to get out of that. Because we are gone too far. <laughs> 2027. What God told us is very clear. I saw the dove of God started his journey from the North Pole. And he was flapping his wings. He was flapping his wings. And going from one latitude to the other. And then to the South Pole. But while he was flapping his wings, I saw fire falling from his hands. 
That is what God showed me concerning this year. And that fire was falling upon the elect of God, people who have been waiting patiently and seeking Him in purity. And then they were lit up. And I saw a thick darkness cover the earth. And people who are evil will advance in their evil schemes. Satan has gone mad because his agenda for COVID failed because of prayer of the saints. So in this year, he's coming with a fury that is greater than what we have seen. And the name of that fury, remember, the Lord said, is called delusion. Because now he wants to attack the church first. And the ones who attack the church, the church people, those who profess Christ, he wants to attack them. And the weapon he will use against the church is delusion. Who will delusion affect? Those who are presumptuous. People who do not read the Bible, they just say what they have some people say. Because it will will sell them deception. Because deception is like the truth. It has its origin from a statement of truth. But then, enshrined in the cloth of perversion. And when it's presented to you, you think it's truth. But you look at the wrath, it's perversion. And if you are not intelligent in God, you will soon be deceived. And you will find yourself talking against God himself. That is what the devil wants to do to Christians. But you see, the vehicle he will use against Christians is the people who are not born again. Ephesians chapter chapter 2. Let's see it very quickly. Verse 1 to verse 3. Ephesians chapter 2. Let's see very quickly. Put it on the board for me. Please. It says, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. That is us. In which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world. And the ruler of the kingdom of the air. The spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. So we understand in this scripture that the ruler of the kingdom of the air. He is the spirit behind every disorder and disobedience. That is disobedience against God. In whatever form or shape they have come. He is the spirit of the air. The ruler of the kingdom of the air. I will finish in that, you know, very very shortly. In the next uh, 15 minutes, I think I should be over or so. But you need to have understanding. What does it say? It says... All of us lived among them one time. When we were in the world. Anybody who is not born again is in the world. Who is the governor of the world? Lucifer. <laughs> Either you accept or not, it doesn't change the fact. He's Lucifer. And when Lucifer ruled us, we did whatever we felt in our body. If I thought so, I'd do it. So we're living in a, in a, in a world of whatever, you know, whatever is right to me is right. It doesn't matter whether it's right to other people. So I just got to do what I think and that's it. Anybody who does that, you have been ruled by Lucifer. And you know what ends it, what will end that? It will systematically lead a person like that into regrets. Because there is no spirit of God to caution you that you can't go that way with your life. And we have been abused by Satan like that before. All of us, before we got born again. And I love it. It says here, I love the scripture. 
All of us who also lived among them, at one time, gratifying the cravings of the sinful nature, whatever I feel I can do with my body. It's my body, it doesn't belong to anybody. It's my life, I can just do what I like. Following his desires and thoughts. So, Satan used two things that you, I know when I talk about thoughts now, all of you have deeper understanding because I took eight weeks teaching you about this. Anything that comes to my brain, I just do it. It doesn't matter who, what it affects. It doesn't affect if it affects anybody. It's not my business. That's what I want to do. It's my, it's me. It's my body. It's my, it's my money. It's my, it's my, it's my, it's mine. And we could not control ourselves or deliver ourselves from that function because we are under the influence of Lucifer. I'm talking about delusion in the last days. We follow his desires and thoughts. Like the rest of men, we were object of rots. That is, the end of the road is regret. All the time. You and I can tell many stories about that. Before we were born again. However, I love the next verse. It says, But because of his great love, <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in what? Mercy! <laughs> Look at what did he do? Made us what? Alive. With who? Christ. Even when we were dead in our transgression, it is by what grace that we have been pulled out of it and saved, man. Delusion is the last weapon of the devil. He will pray on the church this year. If you look at the Bible, tells us the book of Second Corinthians Chapter 4, verse 4. It says, The God, small letter God, of this age have blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see what? The light of what? The gospel. They argue the Bible. They feel so much intelligent with tiny little brain <laughs> to disprove what has been written for thousands of years. And built upon for thousands of can you imagine the they say the magnitude of our own brain individually to the brains that have put together the Bible for thought is the longest written book on earth. The Bible. There is the Bible. And it has it has been proven in every age. Generation come, generation on go. Go. The Bible remains the same. He said the God of this age had blinded their minds. You remember? The minds of unbelievers. So that they cannot see the light of the gospel. Of the, of the glory of God, of Christ. Who is the image of God. Now let me help us understand. Whatever I get to today and time is up, I will stop. If, if the Bible says Satan blinded the eyes of people in the world. That's why you and I will understand when he attacks the church with delusion, the difference between the world and the church is that those in the church have the Holy Spirit in them and they have the knowledge of God by the word. Okay, so those in the world do not have the knowledge of God and they cannot understand that knowledge. It's not possible. It's like I told you some people are saying that why should God allow children to be born deformed? Why should God allow war in this country? Why should God allow this problem in Africa? Why should God allow... Can you imagine? <laughs> they are blaming God. It's like saying that why did Apostle Williams allow a member of his church to, to, to go and slap somebody on the street? If my member slaps somebody on the street, am I the one responsible? 
No, my own is to teach you the truth. Oh, my, my member blessed somebody somewhere. I, I, it's not, I'm not the one who, who did it. You bless somebody, you help somebody, you, you slap somebody, you fight somebody. It, you can't blame it on me. My duty is to teach you. So how can you blame God for what man did and what Satan did? And yet people like that who question God like that say they don't even believe in God. You understand that? The fool say in his heart, there is no God. The Bible is complete. So therefore, when a person jumps into the, into, the, into the boundaries of beginning to criticize the word of God, why? He has been deluded. He doesn't know what he's doing. If a person claims to be a Christian and you begin to doubt the doctrines of the word of God, Satan deluded you. So simple. You must not forget this. Every journey with Satan ends up in regret with man. And this is the reason why the Bible says put on the full armor of God, not some armor of God. Don't know God halfway. Know him fully. Don't major in the Old Testament. Major in all the testaments. Oh, I'm a New Testament theologian. Forget it. Drop all that, man. You cannot be a New Testament theologian without understanding the Old Testament. Because the Old Testament, it is a perceived New Testament. It's a shadow. And the New Testament is the object. Neither can you say that you know the Old Testament, you don't know the New Testament. You only know a shadow according to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter, 4, chapter 2. It's only shadow you know. So you need to understand that in these days that we are, an age, you must put on the full armor of God. The full armor of God. Wrap yourself with the armor that is stronger than metal. Wrap yourself with the armor that is called light. The armor that the devil will see and he will run. Demons will see and they will take to flight. They cannot penetrate you. The arrows of the enemy and his death cannot affect you in any way, shape or form. You can enter any territory and come out from it on hand. That is the armor I'm talking about. It is the light of God. Let me give you some few breakdown of this and then we'll move on. Some of the elements of it, 1 Thessalonians chapter, chapter 5, verse 8 to 9. But since we belong to the day, let us be self-controlled. Armor of God, self-controlled. Control yourself. Hallelujah. Control your mind, your mouth, your action. You have gone through all that lectures. Put on faith, number two. And love as breastplates. Don't let hate come into your heart for any reason. Allow people to be themselves. Allow people to talk nonsense about you. Don't answer. You don't have to reply everybody who speaks. The Bible says, if you stand before me and you are accusing me falsely, why should I try to justify myself with you? I just look at you and walk away. Because you have chosen to believe a lie. The fact is this, if I don't tell you anything or contest it, time will prove it. It may be too late for you to understand that you have just been living a life of lie about me. But you know, human nature wants to prove that. You can't say that to me. Because of, because of why do you tell somebody who made opinion about you already what you think you know or what you believe you know? He won't accept it. He can't sell in that market. People who make opinions about you only want to start a, a controversy according to the scripture. They, they, are, they, are, they, are, they are interested in endless genealogies. 
And the Bible says you refrain from things like that. Understand. Breastplate of love. Don't let anything affect your love for God. And don't let anything affect your love for humanity. Separate the man from conduct. Love the man. Hate the conduct that is not right. Confront the person, of course, when he does something wrong. But still love them. Don't let what anybody did to you bring you to a hate. Your breastplate must be love. Faith must work in you. Your emotions must be under your control. You cannot lust with your eyes. You cannot imagine evil in your mind. You cannot react out of control. No, 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 no. And then he says, and the hope of salvation as helmets. See everybody as saints, as candidates for heaven, those who are not born again. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, for to receive sal- but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus. Number two, two. I said, put on faith and love. We're talking about the full armor. And under faith and love, he has told you about self-control, faith, breastplate of love, and hope of salvation as helmets. Number two, to put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the full armor. Put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of God. And that is Romans chapter 13, verse 12. It says, the night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. See, when I say that full armor means wrap yourself with light. Wrap yourself with light. If, there, if, you, if light enters into darkness, it does not try to shine. It automatically shines. I would get the that. Now, number three. You know, we are looking at living a victorious life and putting on the whole armor. Number one is be strong in the Lord. Number two, put on the full armor of God. And number three, your enemy is the devil. I'll be very fast on this. Because each of these things I'm telling you are so ginormous if we want to go into their exegesis. They are so huge. Now it says here, Ephesians chapter, in chapter 6 verse 12 and 13, it says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against powers of this dark age, this dark age, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. The King James Version says against principalities, against powers, and against authority, spiritual hosts of wickedness in high places. But this scripture helps you to understand their operations. Authorities. They are the ones who make laws. They govern the law. They also govern the, uh, the uh, implementation of the law. When you fall to the hands of the authority, the authority decides whether you should be jailed or you should be let loose. That is authority. But the, 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 the powers are the ones that have been delegated by authority. They are the ones who can arrest. Like police is a power. He can arrest you, he cannot jail you. The judiciary are authority. When the power arrests you and brings you to them, they jail you. Really, the judiciary and the legislators are the ones who decide things. So you have these classes among evil spirits. The lawmakers over each nation. The lawmakers over each family. The lawmakers over each individual human beings. 
spirit assigned within that area of operation. And then you have those who are the powers who will afflict, who will try to arrest. The one who will accuse you before the others who will judge what, what action should be taken against you. And the one who execute the action. And then you have those who are powers of this dark world. What do they do? They manipulate the mind of the world. When you have, you know, uh, uh, nations, last year they had, this was said again and again, and there was so much rejoicing. You know, I think it was, um, um, is, is it Mexico? One of these Latin American countries who are so, they said that they are very Catholic and very, very uh, conservative in their, in their parliament. And then they began to rejoice because at last they have voted to, to accept abortion of children up to 14 weeks so that they can kill them easily without being victim of the law. And then the press was rejoicing. So many women were there shouting and rejoicing. And you wonder why are they rejoicing that they are killing their babies? For no reason. They are now celebrating that they can kill those babies for any reason. If the woman just feels, I don't like the baby, that's it. Boom! They take the life out. Not knowing that they are taking the life of those God sent to redeem their nation. That's why all the nations are suffering. All their redeemers have been terminated in abortion. Then God leave them to suffer. This is caused by the powers of this dark age. When legislators make nonsensical laws, you know, if you study law, you, you'll be very sure that if you, especially when you study jurisprudence and you see how law emerged over years. Let me say just the law of Britain alone. Of course, if you look at it on the international level, it's the same thing. You ask yourself some laws that have been passed now, legislation that have been passed now, you wonder, is it the same parliament who said it is a crime to do those things? How can they now say that it is right to do it? There are some powers of dark world. They operate in the mind of man. They manipulate. They are the they are the element of Satan that dilute human beings, make wrong choices, influence them to do things that they will regret. Why is Satan doing this? Only one reason. He wants to push every man to the place where you deny the existence of God and you validate the existence of Satan. That's all he does. That's all this manipulation about. Affliction, attack, and also it's just to make someone deny God. That you pray, pray, pray that God don't answer me. So what will answer you? Say that I may come to this place. And that is his own joints. And many have shipwrecked by it. This is the reason why you must know who your enemy is. Your brother rises against you. Your husband rises against you. Your wife rises against you. They are not the enemy. It's the spirit behind them. Your friend rose against you. It's not your friend. It's the spirit behind that friend. Understand that there are these powers of dark age who con- connive together with the spiritual forces of evil. They are spiritual forces. They are, they are infantry. They are very, very regulated and very, 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 very coordinated. 
See all the things you are teaching that you know people should have, believers should have. Like with yesterday, we, you know, with the workers meeting, we are talking about you know <clears throat> elements that you need to be able to be successful as a group work. You know, collaboration, cooperation, what they mean, transparency, you know, uh, uh, engagement, and all stuff like that, and and communication. In the kingdom of Satan, you don't teach them that. They are. They are. No breaking of ranks. No breaking of ranks. That's the reason why the operation is so prolific and it takes a man of the spirit to destroy it. Why we look at that? What I'm saying to you is this. You need to understand. You must know your enemies. A soldier who does not understand his enemy will be a victim of... It will be a casualty. You must understand who your enemy is so that when you direct your prayer... You know, there are some Christians who pray against human beings. Ah, your mother is a witch. Or your grandmother, your mother-in-law is a witch. And they begin to pray for human beings to die. They are murderers and they will stand before God in hell. No Christian who prays for the death of man will enter heaven. Unless he repented. Because the Lord of God said, Thou shalt not kill. If you say you are a Christian, the Bible says about Jesus, like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter. Before his shearers, he opened not his mouth. And it says, who can count his generation? So if you are a Christian, therefore, and you are praying for the death of people, something is sincere and sincerely wrong with you. And what is wrong with you is ignorance. Listen to the voice that speaks through me. He is God. God is not hidden behind the clouds. He lives in those who believe in him. Listen therefore. If you fight man, you will fail and lose your battle. But if you see beyond man to fight the spirit behind them, you will win the battle. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the evil day comes, evil day must come. If the devil is sitting peacefully, we will rouse him up from nation to nation. Any nation that says, any village, any town that says there is a devil in it, we go there and kick him out of that place. For the earth is the loss and the fullness thereof. The time has come for the people of the world to know that our God is the God. No controversy. No controversy. But however, we have just a short while to go. And the, the garment of this world will be pulled out of it. And we will be exiting this world. Know your enemy is the devil. Not your mother-in-law. Not your father-in-law. Not your wife. Not your husband. Not your children. Satan may go behind the shroud of them. Separate the devil from the man. 3-1. Be self-controlled and alert. And resist the devil and he shall flee. Sniff the dog out of his hole. The rat out of his hole. Recognize the move. By the manifestation, understand the spirit behind it. As a believer. So that you don't play into the hands of Satan. With your mouth... With your action and with your mind. Come on now. I think I should be over now. 
Good. What scripture? First Peter chapter 5, verse 8 to 9. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around looking for someone to devour. Looking like a roaring lion. Looking for someone to devour. Resist him. Stand firm in the faith. Because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of suffering. I have to stop here today. But we are going to be looking next Sunday and finish this lecture. Because the, the last one, I have two more and I sh- I, I, I'll finish it. We'll start again from the devil. I want to expose the devil to you. Who is the devil, by the way? We're going to be looking at Isaiah chapter 14, Ezekiel chapter 24, Revelation chapter 12. Let us know who the devil is. I will briefly remind you of the lecture when we're looking at Revelation, the book of Revelation from, from chapter 1 to the end last year, you remember. We will revisit it this year so that you will not be confused. Who is the Antichrist? Where, is he come from? Who, where will he come from? Maybe you come from my mother's village. Don't miss the program, because I'll be talking about where the Antichrist is. Who is he? Where is he coming from? From what Jesus said, and from what the Bible says. What we not hear from me is what people say. We're going to limit ourselves to the written word without interpretation, because the Bible talks about Jesus as it is clear. The Bible talks about Lucifer and told us who he is. The Bible talks about demons and told us who they are. The Bible told us about the Antichrist and told us who he is. The false prophet told us who he is. So, church of God should not be confused by anybody telling you that they will come from a particular tribe is a lie. Talking that they will come from a particular country, it is a lie. The Bible didn't say that. There is no indication, there is no intellectual uh, 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 evidences that it will come from any nation. We're going to look at this so that you know who the devil are. And some people always say that, you know, when we talk about the works of Satan, it's in Africa. I'm so sorry for you. Because in my ministry as an English pastor, I have ministered to a number of white congregations who came from witchcraft, English witchcraft. And who told me all what is happening to them? And I knew what I, you know, what my engagement with them, exactly the same way like the witchcraft of my father before he got born again. I, I, was, I was surprised that, oh, so it's the same witchcraft. He said to me, it's the same witchcraft. And they told me how the witchcraft of Africa and the witchcraft of England is not the same thing. They only wear different cap. And by the way, the word witchcraft is not uh, Swahili language. It is English language. So if it does not exist in England, why should it have name in England? And if witchcraft is good, why should they be burnt at stake many years ago in England? Why should they uh, confess about evil things they have done in England? However, also, at why is it now that they are teaching our children in schools witchcraft? Legitimate. You see, the forces of darkness of this age, and the Lord will empower us. And we will overcome them. Let's stand up together, please. We are going to pray. And the prayers are very, very brief. They are the prayers of the month. Let's start from the year. In the the year you have three scriptures. One, Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1. Arise, shine, for your light has come. Arise, shine, for your light has come. So you want to pray. That Lord... Help me to shine as you have spoken this year. 
enable me to arise out of the miracle. Whatever has held me bound all my life, break loose. Now begin to pray. And I will continue to lead you further. Isaiah chapter 60 says, Arise, shine. So Lord, take away every limitation, every barrier that hinders me from shining the light of God. Lord, take them away from me. Tell the Lord, empower me to shine your light this year. He says, your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Tell the Lord, let your glory rest over me. Because we understand that the manifestation of the glory is what brings the shine of the lights. Tell the Lord, I surrender my spirit, soul, and body, my heart, and my mind unto you in this year. Let your glory fall upon me. Let your glory rest upon me. Let me rise up in the power of your name and shine your light. And he says, you are the light of the world. A city that is, that is hid, that is, that, that is on the hill, cannot be hid. Tell the Lord. He said, neither do people lamb a lamb and put it under the bowl, but instead they put it under the stand. Tell God, let me take my place in the midst of my community. Let me take my place in the midst of my family. My place in the midst of your church. My place in the midst of my nation. Let me bring the light direction inside to my nation. Let me be the solution in my career, in my office. Let me be the solution. Because it says that light will bring light to the whole room. And say in the same way, let your light shine before men. Tell the Lord, help me to shine before men that men may see my good works. And praise your name, O God. Pray and tell God, enable me. Tell God, let my skill be, 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 be toughened and be brought to light. Your skill, your skill, your skill, your skill, Rata Mubanda, Shrantalebo Sokra Baribonde. You will not be put down any longer. In your offices, you will excel in this year. Begin to tell the Lord, He says that the light will light everyone. Light will not be put under the table. It shall be put on the, on the stand where He belongs. Tell the Lord, take me from where I am this year to where I ought to be. Every knowledge that you have acquired in the world is not for nothing. It's because God wants you to use them so that that your light can shine among people so that people can praise the God that you believe in. Tell the Lord, my time has come. Let me take my place in the midst of my society, in the midst of my community, in the midst of my nation, in the midst of my government. Let me be the light in my family. Speak and tell the Lord. And it says in John 1 5, the light shines in darkness and darkness cannot understand or darkness cannot overpower. Begin to make declaration. Father, in the midst of darkness, let me shine. Let the light in me put the devil to flight. Let the light in me put demons to flight. Let the light in me dispel all deception. Let it defeat every intelligence of man. In the name of Jesus, when the devil will come with his delusion, let the light in me speak on my behalf. In the name of the Lord, Jesus is the light in you. Tell him, Lord, I surrender my intellect to you. Let's speak through my mind, speak to my intellect in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask you, let my light shine in the midst of darkness. Let me be a darkness chaser. Anywhere I go, I will light up human beings. I will light up the life of people. I will light up uh, the society in the name of Jesus Christ. Let your hand come upon me, oh God. Let your hand come upon me by the Spirit of the Most High in me. I will be solution in this age. Now the there is confusion all over the world. Tell the Lord, by dreams and vision, I will receive direction for people. By dreams and vision, I will understand times and seasons. I will have solution, Lord. You will use me, O oh God, as a shining light. Sandara Boshka Bratasa. 
Now tell God to open your eyes. Visit me this month. That is the scripture of the month, the month of visitation. Genesis chapter 18 verse 1. He says, and the Lord appeared to Abraham. Tell the Lord, appear to me, O God. This is the month of divine visitation. Appear to me. Open my eyes to the realm of the Spirit. In Ezekiel 37, he says, and the hand of the Lord was upon me. Tell the Lord, let your hand come upon me in this season. And take me out of my body as you did to Ezekiel. Lead me and guide me to the place where you have visions and revelations. Open my eyes to see the mystery. We have been praying to you, Lord, let me manifest right now. Let scales fall out. Let sight be given to everyone. You know, I want to pray concerning yourself that, Lord, reveal my life to me. Reveal my life to me. We cannot, you, it is not right to walk aimlessly. You have the right to know what God has ordained for your life. Tell the Lord, your plans for me, let me see it. Your plans for me, let me read it. Your plans for my children, let me read them. If you are not married, tell God, whoever that you have ordained for me to marry, let me see that person before physically appears. Or she appears. Tell the Lord, open my eyes to see. Open my eyes to see. God does those things. He did it to me. He should do it to you. You don't have to be a pastor because I was not a pastor when the Lord did that to me. The Bible says the secret things belong to God. Things revealed belong to us. Yes, Lord. Deuteronomy 29, 29. Tell the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. No eyes have seen, no ears have heard. No mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love Him. He went further to say, but God has revealed it to us by, your, by His Spirit. Tell God, I want to know about my life. I want to know the rest of my life. What is your plan for me? The rest of my life. For this year, what do you want me to do? By vision, encounter, by open vision, by trance, by revelation. Send your angels to me. Help me to understand. Break up paradise. And the last prayer you are going to pray is that you are going to pray that, Lord, settle upon this mountain. Let your fire come. 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 He said, the Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire. Tell the Lord, let your fire come upon me. Let your fire come upon this house. Let your fire come upon our family all over the world. Every place where the name of Jesus is called, let fire answer. Let fire answer. Let fire answer. Let fire answer. Let the smoke of glory. Either we call him in the house or we call him in the the marketplace or on the road. And the moment we call the name of Jesus, let fire answer us. Oh, consuming fire. Consuming fire. Come down, come down, come down, come down. In power. Let the angels stand the truth. Trumpet, man that are Let the children celebrate with trumpet in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That anywhere we are shall be saturated with glory and power, and the fire of God shall fill the place, and the smoke of glory. We bless your holy name, O God. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' anointed name, we have prayed. Father, we have prayed your word, and I thank you, you have answered. Receive knowledge. Receive wisdom. Daniel chapter 1 verse 17 and says, And God gave to the four young men the spirit of knowledge and wisdom to understand academics, all intellectual writing, and to understand dreams and visions. So the 
got endowment of wisdom of the Spirit <clears throat> and knowledge of the Spirit, and it is applicable to everything in life. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive the Spirit of counsel. Receive the Spirit of wisdom. Receive the Spirit of understanding. This is your first Sunday, and it's the thought of all things are possible. I say in the name of the Lord that lives forever and ever, even in Jesus' anointed name, the Spirit of counsel rests upon you. The Spirit of glory rests upon you. The Spirit of mercy rests upon you. The Spirit of wisdom rests upon you. <clears throat> Understanding rests upon you. The sad man rests upon you. The fear of God enwraps you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. <clears throat> Anyone under my voice that is said to be sick, be healed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The Bible says the stranger shall be weary. Every stranger of your life I command them to be wearied in the name of Jesus. He said they will run out of their hibernation, you false spirit. Run out in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I decree over you. You will come against us in one direction. The Bible says you will fall and you will run in seven directions. Every messenger that hell has sent against you, I command them to fall before you. I command terror of God to pursue them before you. I command them to be put to flight in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The light shines in darkness. Shine in the midst of darkness. Blind the eyes of darkness in the name of Jesus. And give sight to human beings. Give direction and insight to people, to nations. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You will be the solution in this age. We put you on, oh God. And we thank you that we can be proud of you. Anyone that is not born again under my voice, I rest their soul to surrender to you, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Chains of the devil be broken. Fetters be destroyed. Stony heart be changed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Every form of delusion, I banish you. The Bible says, every tree that my heavenly father did not plant shall be uprooted. So I speak into human mind, human body, and human heart. Father, God, the Holy Spirit, release your power, your fire power, into every sphere of man. And pull out everything that Satan has planted. Let them be pulled out, let them be pulled out, let them be pulled out. In the body of man, in the mind of man, in the heart of man, in the house of man, in the family of man, in the work of man, the career. Pulled out in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In the mental of man, in the reasoning of man, every ideology that does not come from God, be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Every identity contrary to God, be destroyed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Enable our mind to be fruitful in you. This year it shall be so for you. Mm-hmm. The covenant of God with Abraham shall be fulfilled over you. <laughs> Thank you, Father. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are prayed with thanksgiving. Somebody say, Amen.